testimony. I have a lot of my testimony written in this book, Victory Walker, From America's Most Wanted to Heaven's Most Wanted. Glory to God. Anyway, so I get out of the federal pen in 1989, and I'm a man filled with the Spirit, and I end up hanging around my old friends, next thing I know them, I'm smuggling marijuana again. And uh, I've done it for about two years. Then, next thing I know, I'm FBI most wanted again. That's me up here at the top. I was in a shootout in Atlanta in Gwinnett County. I'll just read you some of this. Newman Smith, I was 39 then. I'm 69 now. Alias so-and-so, alias so-and-so, alias so-and-so is wanted in Gwinnett County for allegedly trafficking in marijuana, kidnapping, aggravated assault, and a variety of weapons offenses. After fleeing an apparent drug-related ambush on September the 13th, this was 1992, Mr. Smith, armed with a machine gun, allegedly kidnapped a passing motorist and forced him to drive him to Swanee, where the victim was released unharmed. Mr. Smith is believed to be armed and extremely dangerous. Glory to God. So the Lord had his hands on my life, and uh, next thing I know, I was in a shootout. They, they already had the hole buried. They already had the hole dug that it was going to bury me in. How about that? Glory be to God. But I tell you, I was about half crazy that day, and I happened to have a check nine on me, and uh, I just shot it out. And uh, they filled my car so full of bullet holes, they were assassins in the wood and camouflage. When I tried to leave, I started taking hits all in the car that I was in. Uh, they tried to sabotage my car so that it wasn't cranked, but I'm an old country boy. I knew about holding the gas pedal to the floor. Uh, undoubtedly, they tried to stuff my exhaust pipe, uh, do some things to it, and the car wasn't trying to crank, and one of the people were walking out of the house like they were mad coming toward my car. I didn't know that I was getting ready to be in a shootout. I thought I was just leaving that scene, and I'd be back later because I had a freezer there that I had stocked it full of marijuana that uh, had been smuggled in. High quality stuff. Anyhow, they decided, I don't, they decided it don't kill me. I don't know how in the world they would have thought they could have uh, sold all that stuff because 
People do some dumb stuff, you know. So anyway, make a long story short, I have wrecked my car. I'm trying to shoot. I'm shooting back through my windows like a James Bond movie. And uh, I'm, I'm backwards going down a long driveway. And the reason I was going backwards because the car was trying to stall out on me. I couldn't, I couldn't turn around. So I'm an old country boy, so I knew how to hold the gas pedal to the floor. I went backwards. That's probably what saved my life is driving out the driveway backwards. I was going so fast backwards that I couldn't turn on the sewer, the driveway. I jumped the whole ditch and ended up on the road. And uh, there was a car coming, and I didn't want to kill nobody, so I just turned the steering wheel, and I ended up in the ditch. Shot up with bullet holes. Glory to God. I tell you, I look back, what's a mercy God had on me? devil was trying to kill me and take me out in the midst of being in a backslidden condition. So I run, I had a briefcase with me with a lot of money in it and some other things we won't talk about and a pistol in the side. So I jumped up and... Uh, run up the embankment and uh, there was a, a pickup truck stopped. He thought that I was uh, he thought it was a wreck but I jumped up in the back of his truck and he had those windows that separated apart and I spoke to him I said these people just trying to kill me how about run me up to the interstate and I reached in the side pouch and pulled out my pistol. I never pointed it at him. I just told him, I'm pulling this out because when them people start shooting at me, they might hit you. You need to go ahead and take on off. So he took off and he took me down to Wendy's. And I had a friend of mine come pick me up from Wendy's. There's some things happened down in Wendy's, but anyway... So I paid the guy five grand for giving me that little short ride. I had plenty of money on me that day. And uh, he turned around, he went back by the same scene of the crime, and some people recognized that's the truck that I was in. So the cops searched him and found the $5,000. If he had went back some other way home, It'd have been clear with five thousand dollars, but being a creature of habit, he traveled the same route every day, headed home. So anyway, I end up with a kidnapping charge. I had a machine gun, and uh, I had several truckloads of uh, marijuana in this place. It had been pressed. Uh, into huge bricks. So anyway, so I didn't know this till later on, because because of the shootout, 
the cops came and uh, they found the marijuana and everything. But by the time it got to Gwinnett County Evidence Room, they was a little less than what I really had. If I get a chance to go into that, I go into that. But next thing I know, I'm FBI most wanted. And uh, and I really believe because of the uh, of the theft of the merchandise that they put me on America's Most Wanted. Since I'd been in that shootout, I believe they were really trying to get me killed. So I had a crooked driver's license examiner in Atlanta. I could get a, a driver's license any name I wanted. I used to have so many driver's licenses that I'd fan them out like a deck of cards and say, who I want to be tonight. So I'm on the run. I'm on the run. I go down to Florida. I had a condo under another name overlooking the pier in Jacksonville. I was in my limo. I had a limousine. I put a suit on like I was a limo driver. I get stopped. I just give them one of my good IDs get the ticket, and go on down the road. So I'm in Jacksonville for a few months, and I was going to Miami, Florida. Actually, I was going to pick up some new IDs, and I was supposed to have a passport and everything. But it never happened because I didn't know on Saturday night that I was on America's Most Wanted. And uh, most people in Miami, they knew me by the name Lee Taylor. And just so happened, one of the people that owned a run or a manager of a sharper image in uh, Biscayne Boulevard, he saw me on America's Most Wanted. So he called them and said, hey, that guy's going by the name Lee Taylor. I didn't know that. So he would, he had kind of become a friend of mine. I'd go by his shop and buy some of the real nice silk shirts. So I showed up at his shop on Monday morning, and he started acting real funny. Started telling me things like, I want to get to my phone and all this kind of stuff. So anyhow, I'm going to cut it short because I, I want to teach you some stuff here about Mark 11:23. And 24. So anyhow, the fugitive, federal fugitive squad, they flew them in from Washington, D.C. overnight to arrest me. Next thing I know, I'm in uh, the Dade County Jail. Well, it didn't take me long to repent. I'm in jail again, getting ready to go to the penitentiary again. So I'm crying out to God. Well, The Holy Spirit opened up Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24 to me. So I was in Dade County for a while, and they moved me back to Gwinnett County. So I'm using Mark 11, 23 to speak the sentence into existence that I wanted. I got... I, 
other words, I've done some research, and I see when you sent us back in those days, they got a severity level. So I knew I had a good lawyer. So I'm trying to tell my lawyer, I said, I want to plead guilty to 50 pounds or less. They were trying to charge me with 266 pounds. I wanted to tell the judge what happened to the rest of it. <laughs> so by the time I got to court, all they could count for was 40 pounds. So anyhow, let's make a long story short. So I'm, I get sentenced to 10 years in prison. I say, actually, I spoke that into existence. But I want to really go into some detail about after I got sentenced, I end up in a state prison in Alberta and, and Forsyth, Georgia. So I, I had already knew these scriptures, but one day the Holy Spirit spoke to me as I was reading this. It said, verse 22, Mark 11, 22. And you can do the same thing. I don't know what your mountain is, but my mountain was I was in the penitentiary. I was in prison. What has imprisoned you in your life that you need to be speaking to and commanding that thing to be removed and cast into the sea? I knew Jesus wasn't a liar. I knew that he spoke the truth. I didn't really understand this totally like I understand now. But Jesus answered and said unto them in Mark eleven twenty three. Jesus had spoken to a fig tree, and Peter recognized that the fig tree was dried up from the roots. So Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto the mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And I don't want to leave off 25 and 26. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. I had to forgive those people that I, that caused that was trying to knock me off, trying to steal not only my life but the merchandise. I had to forgive them before this scripture would work for me. So I forgave them. I just released it to to the Lord. So one day I was reading this scripture, and the Holy Ghost spoke to me. He says, "You being incarcerated, that's your mouth." I said, glory to God, I see that. My mountain is I'm in the penitentiary. And I need, I need parole. I need this thing to be removed and cast into the sea. So I start memorizing these scriptures. For verily I say, I've done it like this. Okay, this is, Jesus is a personal Jesus, brothers and sisters. For verily I, Jesus, say unto Newman Smith, Unto you, you need to write up above you, you need to write means me. Glory to God. 
that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Glory be to God, my mountain was I'm in the penitentiary, and I want it out. So I started speaking to the incarceration, started speaking to the front doors, I started speaking to the bars, I started saying, in Jesus' name, I call myself free. I found another scripture in uh, Hebrews 1.14 that said, Are not they angels, ministering spirits, sent forth to minister for heirs, Newman Smith, who's an heir of salvation? That means deliverance, brothers and sisters. Angels will work with you. You got to have the word of God in your mouth. Glory to God. I quoted Mark eleven twenty three so much. I'd be dancing in my prison cell, calling myself free. After quoting it over and over and over again, I don't know how many thousands of times. Speaking to my incarceration, calling myself free. Jesus said, I can have what I say. And I say, I'm a free man. I can't get up and make a, a presentation to you. But I was walking back and forth. I could only take about four or five steps in my prison cell. And it was a steel door right there. Faith looks at things that are not seen. Faith speaks into existence. Faith calls things that be not as though they were. And the next verse says, Therefore I, Jesus, say unto Newman Smith, What thing soever ye desire, my desire is I'm in the penitentiary and I want in my parole. Glory to God. When you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. You believe you receive it before you ever see it because you got the Word of God on it. It's a promise. All heaven is behind you. All the resources of heaven are yours. What are you doing with God's promises? I had boldness to step out in faith and believe God. I quoted Mark eleven twenty three so much I started believing it myself. I want you to get that. I confess that over and over again, what's happening? It drops from my mind into my spiritual mind into my born-again human spirit. That's where the seeds are planted, the seeds of the living Word of God. And then in Mark, Jesus talked about the different soils that that seeds were planted on. Some of them were good ground. Most of them were bad ground. You can read that, Mark chapter 4. But then after a few verses, Jesus says, A farmer went out to sow the seed. And as he sowed, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. That's what was happening. I planted the seed of the Word of God in my heart. My heart is my born-again human spirit. 
The Word of God calls it the hidden man of the heart. Peter, through the Holy Ghost, called it a divine nature. I'm born again from above. I got heaven's promises in my hand. I'm a man of God. By parole, I'm speaking that thing into existence. My slate is clean. God is looking down from heaven and saying, What did I, why, I wonder why they got my son locked up in that place. That's how my clay, my, the blood, it cleansed me. God saw that my mouth was full of the word of God. See, faith speaks like it, acts like it, walks like it, talks like it. And I see my counselor walking through the yard. And his name happened to be Mr. Smith, too. And I say, hey, Mr. Smith, you got my parole papers? They're coming down on the wire. I'm calling it like I want it. Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive it. Then you shall have it. Glory to God. The council said, no, Newman, I, I don't have any parole papers for you. Then the middle of July of 1995, I woke up and I heard in my spirit, August, I jumped up out of my bed, glory to God, I knew I was getting out in August. This was July. I had no parole papers. I seen the counselor again, I said, hey, Mr. Smith, you got my parole papers, they're coming down on the wire. I didn't tell him God spoke to me. But I made the mistake telling all them prisoners I was in there with. God spoke to me, and they started tormenting me, calling me a religious nut, saying people, new people come in the cell house. They would say, hey, don't mess with that guy up there in cell C-22. That guy's a nut. He thinks God's speaking to him. See, most of those people in prison that were doing like that, tormenting me. They weren't born again. They were natural men. A natural man can't, ex can't understand the things of the Spirit of God because they're spiritually discerned. That means you've got to be born again from above. You've got to have a new nature. Glory be to God. You have to let the life of Christ be manifested in your mortal flesh. Glory be to God. You're in His image now. Glory to God, I hope you get that. I hope that really sinks in. I'm one with the Word, and the Word is one with me. Yeah, that's right. The living Word is living in my heart now. And the Word of God says the life, or the Zoe, the God kind of life is being manifested in my mortal flesh. So God spoke to me in the middle of July, and I... These people were tormenting me. And by the second week, I want to back up. Second week of August on a Friday. I'm going to back up for a second. August the 1st came, and these guys in the cell house said, Newman, you know God ain't spoke to you. Here it is, August the 1st. You ain't even got no parole papers yet. You just an old religious nut. God ain't spoke to you. I tell you, sometimes you need to keep 
what you're talking to you between you and God. Keep it to yourself. Don't be telling all those people that ain't walking on the level of faith that you walking on, especially the natural man. The natural man thinks you are foolishness. He thinks the things of God are foolish. He can't understand them. So I'm speaking my parole into existence. God's done told me, woke me up that morning in the middle of July and spoke the word August. He didn't have to write me a book letting me know what he meant. There's a knowing. I knew, glory to God, I'm getting out of August. So on a Friday in the middle of August, I go to an infirmary for some reason, and the counselor's office is right there. And he's getting ready to walk out. And as he walks out the door, I look at him and say, Hey, Mr. Smith, you got my parole papers? They coming down on the wire? He said, Yeah, Newman, they come down on the wire this morning. You getting out Wednesday. Glory to God, just like God told me. What was happening with these evil men that was tormenting me in the sale house was they was trying to just dig the seed of faith out of my heart. If I'd have doubted, listen at this here. Now, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. I was walking around and I was saying, incarceration, be removed and cast into the sea in Jesus' name. Over and 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 over again. I said it so much I started believing it myself. Glory be to God. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. Glory to God. So on Friday afternoon, bell call. All these prisoners that had been tormenting me, they're all gathered around me. They're waiting for their letter from their loved ones or some money from their loved ones. And all of a sudden, after a few uh, envelopes were passed out, they said, Newman Smith. I grabbed that letter. I looked at it. It was from the parole board. I opened that thing up. It said, I'm getting out Wednesday. I held that letter up. I said, I told you guys God spoke to me. I'm getting out Wednesday. You should have heard that sale house. I ain't never heard a sale house that quiet doing mail call. And I've been in a lot of sale houses. But God has made me a prison missionary now. Glory to God, I go into prison. I have my own prison bag. That's a miracle in itself. I go in prisons. I was going in seven penitentiaries a month before COVID. Listen, I spoke my parole into existence. The angels went over to the parole office and undoubtedly they talked to somebody. All I know is it was miraculous. Hey, I had no idea when I was going to get that letter, but the Word of God says, Doubt not in his heart. You can't, it's that doubting business that gets you in trouble. Word of God says, Abraham staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, 
but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. For he was fully persuaded that what God promised him, God was able to perform it. The Holy Ghost is a performer of the Word. Brothers and sisters, or men and women that need to be born again, glory to God. Jesus is real. Jesus is the personal Jesus. And when you read this Word and you quote this Word, you are having fellowship with the living Christ. Glory to God. Listen, 24 says, Therefore I say unto you what things soever you desire. And my was the desire was I wanted to be out in the penitentiary. So I call things that be not as though they were, and they became because I had a promise of God. It's called faith. I activated my faith. Faith speaks to desire. Desire comes before the possession. Before you possess a thing. Look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporary or subject to change, but the things that are eternal, they're forever. And that means the Word of God, the living Word of God, came and cut my prison sentence off of me. Glory to God, boy, I'm telling you. I go in prisons, I minister to men, I give this same testimony. In the last few weeks, I've been in over 50 men and been born again in prison. It's amazing how God took my mess and turned it into a message. But that's what the living God wants to do to you. He wants to populate heaven. He wants to use you to be an ambassador, a reconciler of men. He wants you to rise up in your authority and let the Holy Spirit supply the power. Heaven demands to be populated. It's God's will. Amen.